Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. So it's going to be a little outdated by the time this actually airs, but we were talking about it and we play Pathfinder, so it really seemed relevant. But there is a yeah a new playtest that Paizo just put out for two new classes and a book that's supposed to come out winter of 2024. So we'll get it in like a year a plus. Year. Have any of you looked at any of the playtest or the classes? Just no. the classes. I didn't, I, haven't, I just saw what they were. I didn't look at any of the abilities or anything. I looked at one of them to see what like what it actually meant mm-hmm. but then i haven't looked at anything else you want to take this jared i looked at it too no but... i forget honestly what they're called <laughs> An- animist is one of the classes the animist and the exemplar i yeah, think the exemplar so there's two new classes I, I don't know what the theme of the book is i'm sure they've said it and i just literally scrolled right past it and be like no 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 just get me to the play test it's uh, pinocchio no <laughs> they're really cool so the animist is someone that. who is a a conduit between the living and the dead and they can basically sort of like conjure or manifest different types of spirits. And while those spirits are manifested, they get different abilities and bonuses. Oh, cool. So they have like a small Rolodex, basically, as far as I can tell, of spirits. And you'll kind of manifest them. And, and then, you know, you do some shit. It feels like maybe like a mix of cleric and a witch or something like that, like somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle between those. I don't know. I mean, just from a concept, not necessarily... It sounds like Dark Strange. The, it, it, a little, yeah. It, yeah. It's what, both of these are really, really interesting in terms of like, for me, what they narrative remind, narratively remind me of. And then the other one, it, the exemplar, is someone who has a spark of divinity. And I didn't read enough of the background plot to know if that's like a part of another god or if they themselves are like potentially a fledgling god. And their whole thing is that they can basically channel their spark of divinity into icons that gain more power. And that can be weapons or parts of their own body to like channel the divinity into a fierce stony gaze. And both of them, like this is the most comic-y like animated character sort of thing ever. The, uh, yeah, it's, it's super cool, but it did make me think about, well, since, since only Jared and I have looked at the play test, I don't think this is going to be the world's longest banter to be like, so what do you think about these new Jane? What do you think about the new play (laughs) test classes? Um, 10 of 10, really, like super cool. Mm-hmm. Th- a lot of I, eyebrow I, movement yeah. while she's saying uh-huh, this. Uh-huh. I think they're shit. <laughs> no, I, I, I have no opinion because I haven't seen them yet. Trent and I haven't yeah. had our coffee yet, so... I'm about halfway through this one and I'm going to need more. Yeah, please revisit at a later date. And I would say expecting just... It's going to be dope, right? Because Pathfinder. Yeah, it'll be good. I do really appreciate the work they put into a play test and gathering the feedback. And then this is just like, I work in communication, so game recognizes game, I suppose, but they do such a good job on the follow-up after a play test of like, here's the feedback we received. Here's mm-hmm. how we're going to change based on that. Cause I know like plenty of other games do play tests and I may, may not be as plugged into their like community spaces. So maybe I don't see it, but I really like how much effort Paizo puts into closing that loop. Okay. So now to make sure everyone can talk about this for a second, Given that we've got the like, you know, uses the dead is a little bit of a guy. Do you have a favorite sort of, and I think it's going to be best if it's like 
I guess, you know, so some larger than lifestyle characters, what is your favorite type of like character trope or character concept or theme that you like to play in video games or in to see in fiction or read in fiction? Man, that's tough. Oh no, that's easy for me. Bingo. I just, I love, I love the, the hero, like the, like the Ned Stark who like oh. has this like stain of something bad. And then you realize that he was just really good the whole time. Yeah. Like the moral I, character. Yeah, like the moral character yeah. for sure. I just started rewatching Game of Thrones with Jessica. We, oh my like, God, we just started rewatching Game oh, of Thrones. Really? Yeah. And nice. the Ned Stark thing, like the way he's like reserved and quiet every time Baratheon mm-hmm. says something about Lyanna, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that means Once so much you know more the story, yeah. yeah. But it also makes me mad. Like, Catelyn is literally the worst. Oh, yeah. To she, 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 yeah. So she just kind of sucks. Tell but, somebody. But you also, know? yeah, for da- sure. Daenerys is also like laying bits like there's bits of her character that are sprinkled in where you're like oh you do start to see what happens with her throughout anyway okay so the the stain that maybe isn't that because they have great honor the character with honor basically i'm gonna kind of go opposite of jared and say that i love a um like snarky villain or like or, or just like the type of villain that is like always wins and like always beats the hero that you're rooting for, you know, up until like the end of the story when they obviously die, whatever. Um, One of my favorite villains comes from a show that I actually watched sort of like in inspiration for the uh, masks of death campaign that we did. And it's the BBC's musketeers, like based on the three musketeers and the guy that they have playing the Cardinal and the way he plays it is just so good where he's just like, I'm smarter than everyone. I always win. He's snarky as hell. I just love it. And it's like, I love when, when something gets me rooting for the villain. Yeah. That's uh, a Peter, Peter Capaldi. Capaldi. Yeah. He's the doctor for a while. I, I think he left that show to be on Dr. Yeah, which, which is a bummer because like, he was amazing. He on was the great as the Cardinal and musketeers. Uh, I really like the like hard boiled character, um, you know, so like the hard boiled detective who isn't particularly smart, but just keeps like kind of beating at it until they get there. And my favorite variation on that in a larger than life character is John Constantine. John Constantine mm. is one of my favorite characters. He's like one of the earlier wizards that isn't like a scholar type character. And they're just like always barely scraping it by, by trying to play each side off of each other and kind of getting himself beat up in the process. And to that reason, to really make it pathfindery, that's why I think one of my favorite classes, and I know that Constantine is actually a wizard and can cast spells, but the, the class to me that gives me the biggest Constantine vibes is the, um, oh, what's the occult one that came out with the same book as the mentalist or the psychic? It's um, it's in Dark Archive. I'm blanking. I know, me, me too. I literally just was talking about this last Thaumaturge? night. Thaumaturge. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I see Constantine too. Especially that like crossbow shot, holy shotgun <laughs> thing he's got at the end. Oh yeah, I I yeah, Thaumaturge to me gives yeah. me major John Constantine energy. So you know what? Let's let's quickly. But Jane, what wait, no, you, what we didn't get Trent's favorite. What Pathfinder class do you feel like most most exemplifies? Ooh, Jared, do you have one? Yeah, I mean Paladin, right? Or yeah. Champion. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Hey, there's a paladin version of a yeah, champion. There literally is. It's like a yeah, subclass of that's champion. True. I kind yeah. of feel like there's always like an evil conniving wizard. Like, okay, what I'm talking about could be a good wizard the character. Lich. Yeah, a lich. <laughs> He's like on the edge, right? He just like chose the dark side, or yeah, you know, and is like very smart and yeah. always outmaneuvering everyone. Like, like, a, like a mastermind rogue. I was thinking yeah, that true. Say, yeah, I like a redemption character, and I feel like often that happens with a roguish type. 
of character where it's like, I'm shady as fuck, but the good person in me playing this character like does some nice things every once in a while. Like pour the potion down the cleric, the yeah. noble cleric's yeah. mouth. I just you listened know? to that. I never got to listen to it when it released. Oh, yeah? it. I re-listened to it like two days ago. Our, right. I'm, that's our episode, Yeah. by the way. Rip. I'm going to go with like a, like a Samwell Tarly. Oh, was yeah. like, like completely useless to start, but then like everybody is just so determined to make him useless or he just learns through like reading about stuff and, and you know, is determined yeah. to become something. Now, what Pathfinder like class that. do you think would fulfill that? Oh, man. All of them. Uh, first level <laughs> yeah. character. First level characters, yeah. <laughs> Take your pick, make them low level. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I really appreciate everyone sharing. I we did, did yeah, I did the... Oh, okay. the Redemption Rogue. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, I like that. Well, I appreciate everyone sharing with me a little bit about the types of characters they like, but I think now it's time for us to have a little bit of a share from a character I really like. Mm. Oh. Thanks. Yeah, Jared, I, I think you have I something prepped. I don't like his character. Yeah, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a little little scene. You got any like little uh, scenic sounds? What you kind know, of scenic sounds? Just like little birds chirping, stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, A yeah, battle. Yeah. I thought you said this was sad. Well... It'll get there. Okay. The birds don't. Di- don't you birds worry. Die. Don't you worry. <laughs> you know me. I've a. I'm a sad boy at heart. Oh, oh I love this. Is, this is to be sad. This is lovely. I just. I'm this not is sad. nice. Very I just relaxing. Like all sad things. It's like as I look out the window. This is what it's supposed to sound like. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the camera pans in on a tiny cottage in a sparsely wooded clearing. The medusan is high, and it's peaceful. But as it draws. Nearer to the door, you can hear hushed conversation from inside, and a few figures come into focus. It's been worse of late. A pencil-thin man dressed in modest finery speaks, frustration furrowing his brow. The melody would show up here and there for only short stints, but as time has passed, it's become more frequent and lasts much longer. His mother and I are trying to maintain some veneer of normalcy, but it's getting more and more difficult. He sits in a chair opposite an elderly-looking half-elven woman as she tends to a small cooking pot between them. Her stark white hair and a long braid resting between her shoulder blades. She listens silently, stirring her concoction as she continu- as he continues. Mm. Something very unnatural is happening here, Tetzali. We've met with priests and priestesses, wizards of some renown in the region, and practitioners of the primal arts. We must find a solution. Can you help us? Arching an eyebrow, the reclusive woman looks to the corner where a child about the age of three playing, is playing with a tiny wooden feline figurine. Etched in its side, the letters E-M. Whiskers and tawny reddish-brown fur covers his face and body. Small, sharp canines are apparent when he smiles down at his make-believe placing on the hut's floor. And what would you like me to do, Alex? She says, never making eye contact with the man. We'll f- fix him. The thin man, Alex, responds, his eyes desperately bleeding with her. You nobles are all the same. You come to me when you have no other place to turn. Seventy-five pieces, and I'll offer you the solution you so desperately desire. Alex quickly retrieves a small pouch from his baroque coat pocket and hands it to the woman, who opens it, inspects it, and places it in a pocket of her own. She looks at him for the first time, her emerald green eyes piercing into him. Hear me when I say this. And chew on these words, for there is true sustenance within them. There is absolutely nothing wrong with your child. 
he had been touched by magic. This is true. But I am not certain why you believe this is a profanity. Something or someone has smiled upon your child's passage into this harsh world. It is up to you and your wife to be for to raise him up and accept his differences and find his place. This is not a curse, Alex. This is a gift. Treat it as such. I offer you no cure. Something that is plainly and obviously not an error, but destined to be. Now leave and reflect exactly on what it is you are afraid of. The camera begins panning out of the quaint home and back outside into the beautiful natural scene as Alex grabs his small son's hand and helps him into the tiny carriage and they pull away. The view, however, does not follow the departing duo, but instead stays on the closed door of the hut. Time passes and the day turns to evening as a few hours go by. We go inside again, and now the obviously half-olfen woman sits in her, her chair near a small cooking cauldron, but it only holds clear water now. She begins muttering some words of power, and in the water, an image of the same child and his father appear, and they are approaching a small manor. It looks like it has seen better days, but is sturdy and spacious. The dimming sunlight peeks over the horizon as they exit the carriage and approach the building. Alex picks up his son as he clutches his figurine and walks him over to the step, places them down, and places them down on the top step. He kneels, getting into his son's island. Um, hey, buddy. I need you to stay here for a minute, okay? I love you. Alex walks back to the carriage, climbs in, and rides away. The camera pans in closer to the child as he sits clutching his figurine as the horses pull away. And just above him, you see a sign that reads, Light of Desna's Children's Home. The woman stops her incantation, and the three-year-old Lucky fades from view. She closes her eyes and lays her head back against the chair, whispering, I'm sorry, child. The curse was never with you. It was in their hearts. Fade to black. Ooh. Ooh. Lucky was a noble. He's an orphan. They left him. <laughs> they left him. <laughs> they left me. They left him. Also, uh, great witch voice, Jason. Oh, thank you. Fantastic. Both both voice yeah. actors. Thank you. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. That's so sad. So sad. But you know what isn't sad? Uh... Jared using the term Baroque jacket. <laughs> Slitting the throats of bandits. I knew that I knew oh, there God. was an inherent risk by using that word, and I was hoping it wasn't awful. Nailed it. Great. Well, Trent's right. Not yes. pa- not patch right, but but right. No. Oh. So then who cares? So uh so you've got your east of you know what? I've I've got a map over here. It's more Paizo products. I got the uh, the Kingmaker GM screen, or like the, the Kingdom Management screen, mm. which is fun because it has a little map on the outside. Ooh. So you can all see where like mm-hmm. you started over there. I need to take a picture of this so I can draw it in my book. That's a dinosaur step. I can also send you the, ma- the PDFs <laughs> of the maps okay, if you want cool. it. Because yeah. they have versions of it that don't have any markings on it. Oh, cool. Nice. So you started to the east. I remember you worked your way down the Shrike River on the, I think, Frontier Road. Yeah. And you went through, you started in the one place and you went through the small crossing town, Navakta's Crossing, I think it was, where you talked with the mayor and the woman who ran the church of Phrasma. 
You heard some interesting rumors. Jane, do you remember the rumor you heard? I feel like maybe it's a little relevant. That there was like some sort of culty kind of like bad activity going on with somebody called like the stag guy. The stag guy. <laughs> stag guy. <laughs> And Nikolai was all upset because he was like, I'm a stag guy, but I'm not an evil stag guy. That is not what Nikolai said. (laughs) Nikolai said, you're not a stag guy, motherfucker. I'm a stag guy. Duh. (laughs) And so you worked your way over to the trading post and then you ambushed some bandits at the trading post. Yeah. And you kept one of them alive. Ambush and Bandits is a great band name. I like it. A the B. Mm -hmm. Ambush the Bandits. Ambush the Bandits. And the Bandit agreed to, under some duress, take you to the Bandit camp. And so you are all at the trading post just north of this rather large forest. And he led you down. You all were on horses now. So you you can move a little quicker. So if you keep that in mind, I think you'll all have two We'll do some speed checks later, but I think that means you'll have two exploration points a day you can spend in Overland gameplay. Nice. As long as you have the horses and can manage to ride them. Took you around the east side of the forest, and so you're just east of the forest. The hex that the your bandit prisoner that you let go last episode it refers to the camp being in, you can see that coming into the southeast of this hex, or from the southeast of the forest, is a river the Thorn River, which travels deep into these woods here. And he's told you that you follow the river. At one point, you'll find a little more than a game trail going north from the river, following a small, a crick. A crick. 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 And about 200, let's see, it's about 60 feet uh, from the Thorn's north bank. Uh, You'll find a path. And if you follow that another 200 feet, um, oh no, sorry. The path goes about 200 feet north of the bandit camp. So 60 feet north of the Thorn River, you'll find a, you'll find this bandit camp basically on a game trail. And then he did let you know that like, oh, the path does continue for another, oh, it's a full on path. Okay. I'm, I'm fine. We're fine. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, but maybe I should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't do it, man. (laughs) It's not worth the addiction. Stay clean. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, north of the Thorn River is a full-on path that 200 feet north of the bandit camp becomes a game trail. Okay. Um, But that's what the bandit lets you know, and then you send him off. I don't think you ever even asked his name, so you don't get to know it now. Fuck him. Um, I think we did. We we asked him, like, generally how many people he thinks are there at any given time, but I think he was kind of like, he just demurred. He's like, a lot. No, I think he did say that, like, you know, the number fluctuates, uh, but it's between, like, five and ten, depending on who's in and who's hunting and who's out banditing. Is that, like, Viking? Uh, to, 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 to go a bandit? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly <laughs> to like that. To go a banditing. Don't you love it when you get to bandit? <laughs> Who doesn't? Everyone loves a good bandit. All right. Everyone stay behind me. So now it's, you wrote okay. down, it's everywhere the light everywhere touches. Everywhere the light touches is your like, symbol. Like somehow Arthur is just becoming Mufasa. <laughs> is Mufasa the evil one? No. Oh my God. James has this. never seen Lion King. I think we revisit James this fact. Like, yeah, it's literally we, in the first We've season. discussed this, but like, he's not ready. You know, yeah. like he's, he no, couldn't cope. Certainly not. 
The yeah. bad guy is the bisexual one in there, though. Uh, That's yeah. another time. Saucy oh, Scar. Another time. Yeah. How Disney queer codes their villains. Yes. Yeah. We'll save that for another episode. <laughs> Simba. Simba. So it's it's so now we're we're in the March analog uh, of Galarian, and it is in the afternoon. So the sun's not down yet, but it's not far from the horizon. And you know that you probably have anywhere between like four to six miles that you're potentially mm, three to six miles that you're out from this camp. Now you're on horseback, but it's not quiet. What are you all thinking? What's what's without like, you know, sitting around and planning a, an Ocean's Eleven film? What's what sort of your maybe individual thoughts or group thoughts if you've all been talking by text? We haven't, haven't spoken to these people. Mm-hmm. We haven't we last yeah, no. We don't talk to each other. <laughs> oh. Maybe we should talk about it now. <laughs> um, Ari is very motivated by like, and maybe this is secret. Maybe it's not like immediately apparent, but she really, really wants to like do good things or like do things she perceives as like, this is like me doing the right thing. And so I think she feels like just going after these bandits is, you know, helping people and going to help this like nice couple. And probably she's a little bit like irrational, teenagery, hot-headed. Like, let's just go do this thing because I think it's right. But driven a little bit towards heroism because of your deity, right? Yeah, yeah. and kind of like I'm just gonna go in and be a badass. And you know, I think she's probably still carrying around some stuff too with like Biff dying and thinking like, oh, I'm you know, I was on this roll of like being able to fight all these bad guys and then my friend died and I couldn't really help him. And so I think that she's maybe got like a little bit of like something to prove and kind of like, I'm just going to go in here and like, you know, be the hero. I'd say Nikolai is trying not to fume so bad over the guy kind of dressing like a stag and taking Erastel's whole, you know, vibe to be the villain. and You're uh, referring to the stag guy? Yeah, the stag guy, whatever his name was. I can't remember. Stag Steve. The stag, and, the stag Steve. Um, the stag lord is what they called The him. stag lord, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and to use the name lord, like the whole vibe, he's pissed off. So he's kind of trying to like calm down and think rationally on his way to uh, murder this heretic. I feel like we're about to get what's his what's uh Samuel Jackson's character's name in Pulp Fiction, but like his whole speech. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we're gonna get that from uh, from damn, Nikolai. I just forgot. Anyway, it's too early. I know. Yes. I can't remember Thaumaturge. We can't yeah. remember. Everybody needs more coffee. The math starts. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get that drop ready. <laughs> Memory. Preemptive. <laughs> Terrible yeah. math. Um, Arthur is um, seeking to mete out some revenge. Uh, I know that these uh, these bandits weren't directly responsible for Biff's death. I think he even knows that. But um, I, I think the group will come to learn that uh, kind of his whole shtick is um, my brother's dead. The lich is around and I am here to meet out, meet out some fucking justice. Sorry, did we know about that, or is that like... Oh, that, that's, a, that's a canon world event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the oh. Whispering Tyrant. I thought you were talking tyrant. about like a personal lich that you had a beef with, and I was like, this sounds like it's going to yeah. be a problem for us, and I think we should kill Arthur. No, <laughs> that in a level two is a lot. But that's a good idea, and now there is one. <laughs> 
I think Lucky is looking around and seeing all these steely-eyed <laughs> people and being like, hey, <laughs> do we remember what happened last time we rushed into a battle? Well, I don't. <laughs> Which, would you like me to tell you? I, I think you can guessing guess. I can, yeah, I can assume. It was fine. You were unable to protect my poor little brother. Yes. Okay. We well, no, we were. We were. We were unable to help Beth. So I assume that means you should stay behind me because you're not very capable. Uh, Ari looks livid. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I am Arthur Mon. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, you're right, Lucky. All you? I'll say is, I think we stand a better chance if we work together and coordinate and come up with some sort of plan. And maybe that requires us to move a little slower than we have been. Should we try to just sneak in and quietly take them out one by one? I mean, I think we should at least get the lay of the land and see what's going on. In something not unlike what we did at the outpost. Yeah, I mean, that was that was best case scenario for how that could have gone. You mean we're going to see our favorite band ambush the bandits? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I've been following them since... Uh, ever since they opened for Cave Juice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you girl. You get a patch. I'm sorry? <laughs> you should stick as close to me as possible while we fight. Ari stabs Arthur in the side <laughs> with her kukri. <laughs> ah, I have armor. Ha-ha. <laughs> I'll be fine. Attack? You're so much more annoying than Biff. Anyway... Well, yes. <laughs> I have heard this before. So, do we want to approach with caution? I can go ahead a little bit if we like, or we can do that together. I'll I'm sneak up there with you, but I will ambush a bandit if I, we get the opportunity. I think we should approach together. Okay. Now, are you going on horseback? Or are you going to dismount at some point? No, I don't think Horseback's there's an... not very incognito. Yeah. So it's a couple of miles oh, right now if you're horses? potentially away. And our llama. Ah. Yeah. I think we should just... I think we should just walk up there. Sneak up there. I agree. Can you... Because I'm sure they also have horses. If we need to make a getaway, we could just steal a horse. I am, I am not very sneaky. I mean, I am not mm. either. Clank, 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 yeah. clank, 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 clank. Ari looks at Lucky and she's like, maybe we should shed the dead weight mm -hmm. over here. Are you, <laughs> by any chance, an expert in being sneaky? I, I think I am. Let me see. You're because very, I believe there is a rule. I am an expert. Trent, would you like to, to helm? Uh, there's a rule for that? This is my favorite aspect, actually, of Pathfinder 2E. And you got to use this rule a lot with your clanky dwarf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, follow the expert. <gasps> How does that work, Trenton? Well, I'm not entirely certain about the entire rule schema, but I believe that um, with follow the expert, everyone in the group can follow the expert in something, in, in a skill. It has They have to be an expert in it or higher. Um, and then the role is one role for sneaking, for stealth, mm -hmm. and it is the it's based on the lowest person's stealth. So, which is statistically still better. Right. You're part of the way there. That's if you have a feat, quiet allies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Otherwise, you can follow the expert as an exploration activity. 
Choosing an ally to attempt a reoccurring skill check while exploring, such as climbing, performing, or a different exploration that requires a skill check, like avoiding notice. The ally must at least be an expert in that skill and willing to provide assistance, so that's hit or miss with Lucky. No, I mean, in, in this scenario, <laughs> he wants to protect himself too, so he would be willing. So thanks to your ally's assistance, you can add your level as a proficiency bonus to the associated skill check, even if you're untrained. Additionally, depending on how good they are, you'll get in another bonus. So you're an expert? Expert, yeah. So any one of you who is not, and this is important, if you are trained, uh, let's see, wait, even if you are trained, while following you must attempt, you thanks to your ally's assistance, you can add. Okay, so basically here's the deal. Which of you are trained in stealth at all? I am. Okay, Jane is. Jane, what are you in stealth? Like my number? Yeah. Plus seven. No, no, I, I, are you trained or an expert? Trained. Okay. So here's the deal. All of you will get to add your level to your stealth bonus. Jane, you're already <laughs> doing that, so mm-hmm. that's not in play. All right. Watch now, out now. <laughs> as far as I can tell, and I may be interpreting this wrong, but I think that... Even though you're trained, Jane, you still will be able to get a plus two circumstance bonus because you're following an expert. Like the level bonus? Uh, Well, Jane will get her seven plus an additional two for following an expert. So she'll come out at a plus nine. Nice. Both of you two, Jason and Trent, you're going to be rocking your level plus two plus your dex mod. Oh, we get the plus two for him being an expert. Exactly. Okay, cool. Now, of course, that's... Still less than Jared's, what, level plus five or six or whatever you're rocking? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Plus it's, nine total. Yeah. So that's you where you keep the minus for your armor, right? Yeah, well, so armor. There's a for that. We really do need to layer those and drop it like mm-hmm. an EDM <laughs> song. There's a rule for that. Welcome everyone to There's a Rule for That. On today, There's a Rule for That. Let's go to talk about armor and penalties. Armor has a penalty, an armor check penalty, and a strength DC. If you, I'm going to come out of that, uh, <laughs> you receive the penalty to speed and to checks for your armor if you do not meet the strength requirements for your armor. If you meet the strength requirements for your armor, you do not receive that penalty. However, in addition to that, some armor may have a trait, noisy, which will give you a penalty on stealth checks. Yeah. Nothing can remove the noisy penalty. Well, meeting the strength DC does not remove the noisy trait penalty to stealth. Everyone feel good about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Graham. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Uh, everyone go ahead and tell me their stealth bonus. I'm going to roll this behind the GM screen back here. I have dice associated with everyone. Uh, Jason, what do you got? Plus three. Plus three. That's, that's your level... Plus two, plus your dex, minus your armor stuff. Mm-hmm. You have minus one. Nice. Awesome. I can well, I have a plus it. one and then the plus two for my level. So plus three, right? Plus, Isn't that what you said? Plus two for following the expert. Oh, okay. So then plus five. And Oh, excellent. All right. And what's your button? You said nine. Nine, yeah. Okay. Trent, what's your total bonus? Rocking a plus four. Ooh, sexy. Solid. Jane. Plus nine as well. Plus What? Nine. Oh, what? <laughs> what? What? Plus no. You guys are like, let's be sneaky. I'm like, okay. Clong, clong, clong. Sure let's do it. And we're like, <laughs> as you're working your way through the forest, it is Arthur who seems to be the loudest. Now, here's what I'll say. Do you want to, because the, the bandit gave you a general idea of how far up it is. I'll let you, 
within a within a quarter mile accuracy, I'll let you say like that's the point at which we start being really sneaky because otherwise your overland travel while avoiding notice is yeah. much slower and you'll get there sure. at like 10 p.m. As it stands, getting off the horses, you're going to get there at dusk, which Great. is going to, I'm just going to universally call everything low light. Okay. Cool. So we're going to start using the vision rules. I'm not going to hit the drop because I've hit it twice already, but we've got that. So you work your way up the Thorn River for a couple of miles, and it's your first time being in this forest, at least in the game. Do you think any of your characters would have ever been into the Stolen Lands or into these forests before? No way. Maybe not quite as far south as this. There's kind of a border that he, but... Yeah, there's a very similar forest. It's becoming familiar to him. And so this this is a thick forest. Like, think almost the Black Forest kind of thick. Like, these are old trees. There's whole parts when you if you go, were to go farther back from the river where like grass doesn't grow a whole lot it's a lot of like pine needles and small undergrowth it looks like something out of a grim brothers fairy tale and you're working your way back there's the gurgling of this river and it's a pretty good sized river so you work your way up northwest going deeper into the woods the sun's starting to go down the combination of the woods and the sun means it's it's getting a little darker so let's quickly talk vision Pathfinder 2nd Edition uh, did some improvements to making it simpler, in my point of view, from earlier D&D and Pathfinder, which used to be like, in low light, you can see 30 feet with these, blah, blah, blah. It's really simple. In low light, you can still see just as far as you would normal light, but everything is concealed to you, basically. You have a 5% or 20% mischance, unless you have low light vision. You can then also create circles of full light with torches or otherwise. Is it, do any of you have low light vision? Yes. Nope. All right. I don't think so. All right, so Jane, your character, you can see fine. And the rest of you, all of you can see fine without a whole lot of issue. Just it might be harder. There's a chance you might miss an enemy in the dusk. Jason, what's this up? This might be like, we're not going to get that deep, but uh, Ooh. let's say you're sitting back in the dark, but shooting into a well-lit area, such <laughs> as a place with a fire. No penalty if your target is okay. in the light. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you get a bonus because you're not in the light. Right. Yep, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I like to think no about it. No reason. Like, no, I... I, I play know. enough video games. <laughs> I, I during COVID, Trent and I played a ton of Warzone. I know what it's like to have like a night map yeah. and be like, "Yeah, they're under a spotlight. Yeah, I yeah. can hit them with a designated marksman yeah, rifle. It's fine." Cool. <laughs> no, uh, despite some, for a friend. despite some other rulings in the TTRPG space, I 100% believe that if your target is well lit, you can see them and hit them. Okay. And that if you're not <laughs> lit, it's actually better. Yeah, believe it or not, in a combat situation, (laughs) having your opponent spotlit and you in the darkness is a good thing. All right. So let's say you get to that point and you're working up the Thorn River and you see a trail. It's a pretty good trail, maybe anywhere between eight to 10 feet across, dirt worn down, packed, a little bit of gravel. They're not like set gravel, just some stuff over time. And you can see it working, cutting off of the river. While you were heading northwest, this one is heading northeast, kind of cutting up from it. You can't make much out at 60 feet away. The forest is pretty thick, but you can see a trail and you see it winding up a smaller um, a smaller creek that's coming off of the Thorn River. And this exactly matches the description that the nameless bandit, you monsters, couldn't even ask his name, gave you. Okay, you? Now, he, now he starts stealthing. Yeah, and I imagine like you were stealthier, but now, now you're going full stealth and also, I've got everyone's roles. Also looking for like, 
you know, traps or snares or tripwires or anything like that. I believe with exploration modes, you can only do one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm. you, you, none of you are such a high level of stealth that you get that for free anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, it's your choice. Definitely if you wanna f- sucks. <laughs> that does suck. Bummer. Yeah. You know, keep my, so we just got to hope our passive exactly picks yeah. it up. Yeah. Because that's a nice thing. It isn't like, oh, I'm just totally blind. I'm going to put my foot in this obvious hole. It's like, hey, whatever your DC is. Basically, I'll compare your perception DC versus the stealth Can DC I of anything. quickly ask an off-topic question? Yeah, probably. Do any of the rest of you have a hard time loving these characters as much as you loved our Masks of Death characters because they were so much more badass? And Kate, uh, uh, Yeah, and like... In depth, too, because it's like yeah. once you get to that level, you have so much more going on that mm-hmm. I was like, and I mean, I like all of these characters, but there's so often where I'm just like, oh, my God, Val was so much cooler. Wait, I miss not being like level 10. You know, yeah. Right. To like stealth directly into the middle of a room and then just start fighting them. And right. in yeah. a way, it makes the game more interesting, too, because mm-hmm. you can kind of get rid of these like pretense things and like yeah. get into some more stuff. I think if these characters survive, though, then they'll probably surpass those characters because by far will have grown more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with these characters. True. Unless James continues to murder us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. One at a time. All right. So (laughs) let's talk loose party formation. Are you all in a group? Are you on a tight little group? Are you spread out? And if so, vaguely, what's the relative position? We don't need exact stuff because one, we're playing for radio audience and two, I don't want to handle it. Is there like a hill or elevated spot where I can kind of see over and then down into the camp? Uh, no, as a matter okay. of fact, it's because it's, you're all sort of like along the river, so you're at a lower point generally. I'll stay about 50 feet outside the camp and look for a spot that I can see the middle the best, I guess. Okay, so you, you want to stay far out? Ari's going to be up in front. Yes, so. girl, you stick by me and we'll go Jeez. sort of ahead. Kate and Colleen, this guy is driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I, I I want to say that I did not or I unmanifested uh Spike. Okay. So he's not he's not part of it right now. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but I think he Lucky's creeping up closer than maybe our louder friends. Okay. So it's like the edge of the, the camp. Give me a so it's it's not really a formal camp. There's nothing denoting it. So give me some give me some feet. We're talking like thirty feet in front of the group? Yeah, well what does it look like? Is there like a fence? Nope. So we're going to start talking now. I wanted to get a relative position. So what I hear is that the first person who's really going to get a look at this in the dark is uh, is Lucky. Well, that make, that I think sense. I would also go with Lucky because yeah. I have low light vision, I so, so I can see everything. Suck it, Arthur. I'm like, yeah. I'll, I'll try and stick like, behind. You Klum. stay Klum. 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 Nikolai's in the behind a tree like this. Mother. I'm thinking <laughs> that we stay maybe two movement. Well, for me maybe like 50 feet ahead. Mm-hmm. So that, that way, if I got a bail, I'll end up behind this guy sure. and behind you. <laughs> 50 feet sure. is fine. Yeah. Yeah. And 50 feet would put Arthur with uh, Nikolai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, what is your what is your base perception bonus, both of you? I need to get these things written down, but I haven't. Uh, it's only been like 20 episodes. Uh, seven expert. Six. Expert. Seven expert, six expert. Lovely. So the two of you start working your way up. Um, what you're going to see is the the first thing you're really going to notice is that the trail. Um, it you see a wagon right at the edge of the trail, and it looks kind of broken down. Um, 
you see it kind of sitting there. It looks like it hasn't moved in a while. And you can see the trail comes up to the creek and has like a, a crossing of it. The creek's shallow enough at this point that there isn't like a bridge or anything. It's just, you know, during a high water area, it might get your, your you know, your knees wet. But otherwise, most things, horses, boots, wagons just roll through. But right on the other side of the road where the creek is, is a giant log, two thick logs right um, right along it. They're not in the trail's way, but they're right next to the trail. Now, if you get a little closer, you can see across the river, and it's hard because the, the woods here are thick. You can pick out what maybe looks like some sort of light to the... So you're coming in, let's say, let's say hypothetically there's a map. And if the trail comes in at the uh, the, the southwest corner of the map... You see it come up, going northeast. You see the pass. You see a wagon kind of broken down along it. You see a creek. You see two big logs, and then farther to the east, you can barely make out some sort of light, and it's flickering. You don't know if it's a torch or a campfire. Now, Lucky, you just barely pick this out, and you don't see this, um, Ari. But Lucky, what you see is that just sort of just to the northwest kind of maybe 30 feet 25 feet off of where the creek and the trail intersect is a like a hunting platform basically Mm. 20 feet off the ground looks like sort of like a a hunting blind but it's a like eight foot by eight foot wooden lashed together um, platform and it's, it's somewhat well hidden, but you are just able to see it. And you can see someone up there with a weapon, kind of like, kind of looking around. Okay. I uh, non-verbally let Ari know. Mm-hmm. And then I'll try to non-verbally let these guys know, but they're pretty far away. But at least yeah, just give them feet, like you a... probably got nothing. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you feel like at this point, Lucky, that any motions you make that would be able to get their attention at 50 feet would probably also get yeah. the attention of this. And you do see short bow in hand. Okay. So I just kind of like do the, the SWAT team thing. Baseball yep. hand signs. Go, go. And like signal. And like Steal I first. pull my bow off my shoulder. And I just kind of watch you make your way that direction. I don't know yeah. if you have a range weapon or if you're planning on going melee, but I'm, well, I have no range weapons. <laughs> is it too meta? Is it too metagamey to say that we're trying to watch them sneak in? From where I, we I are? think that's appropriate. I mean, so yeah. Cause I, I, I think we would have said like, Hey, we're sneaking up there. So here's, yeah. here's what I'll say. What is, um, what's, what's your perception DCs? Cause you're still trying to be stealthy. 18. Arthur, eight, 18, uh, five. It's your DC. Plus, plus five. Oh, 15. Is, yeah. So here's the thing. You're trying to watch them. Both of you completely lose sight of them. Okay. You're like, damn, they're so good. Sneaky. And you, you keep them for a little bit going the trail, but I imagine Lucky is not going to be like, let's sneak down the middle of a trail. So yeah. like you kind of work your way off into yeah. these these woods that I, I've been mentioning. And so at some point you lose sight of them, which I suppose is a good thing. It means they're doing well. So Lucky and Ari, what are you going to do? Ari's gonna, creeping up to the bandit. Yeah, and I'm going to hold, I'm going to have my bow and I'm going to fire if the guard seems alerted or the bandit seems alerted. Okay. You able, you're able to make it up towards the bottom of the tree. There's been no, no reaction yet. Would I have to climb up this thing to get to the bandit? So now that you get down here, there's a rule for that. Of course there is, but we're not going to need that yet. Uh Oh, 
because you get to the bottom of the tree and you can see where a rope ladder is hanging down. And perhaps this guard should have rolled the rope ladder up behind them, but it's still down. So there is a rope ladder. Idiot. What a jackass. <laughs> now there is, however, you there, <laughs> there is also a, you, you could just old school climb it mm-hmm. up one of the trees or the rope ladder would allow access. Now, okay. I'm going to say if you try to climb up a rope ladder, it's not going to be as easy to stay quiet because I've never in my life climbed a rope ladder that hasn't like creaked and groaned. No, that might how many thing. rope ladders have you climbed? A moderate number, Jane. Uh, <laughs> but I could be more sneaky if I just climb up the tree? I'll say yes, but the tree will also, you, the, here's the thing, if you climb up the tree, you're going to be stopped, well, you're going to stop following the expert. Honestly, mm-hmm. if you go up the rope ladder without uh, Lucky, you're going to have to stop following the expert because you can't follow Lucky's lead. Yeah. Right. And you're, you won't receive a penalty on your stealth, but at the same time, you'll have to be making like basically climbing your exploration activity. So you will then shift to your stealth DC versus their perception DC. How tall is the blind? 20 feet up in the air. Josh Harris could jump up on this thing. <laughs> Damn. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, a hard night Just shit. land on it. So She's going to like look at Lucky and be like, go up the ladder. Yep. And like, she's going to try to just sneak up this ladder as sneaky as possible but hoping that Lucky also is like ready to shoot if this bandit is like, huh? Totally, yep. No one looks graceful climbing a rope ladder. It's impossible. You look like an idiot. I do like that this dude (laughs) is is basically in the dark um, up on a platform trying to look. He's like blinking from Robin Hood Men and (laughs) Tice. What are you doing? (laughs) Guessing? I'm (laughs) guessing no one's coming? (laughs) Hey, it's dusk. And also, Trent, that is one of the scenes that was my favorite scene as a child in film. So, uh... (laughs) Guessing? (gasps) You know what? What? Is this a third attack? That's three, the maximum? Hey, Blinken. Your favoritism for Trent is really showing. (laughs) Oh, I can see. Nope. Still blind. (laughs) Trent, here's a retro Denver patch. nice. Um, all right. We no, gotta so, use these or else when we stabilize, we lose all of them. Yep. Just, just a reminder. Or you can great. just spend it on the rolls instead. But yeah, given yeah, our yeah. death save rules. I have a stabilized cantrip. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, all right. So Jane, here's what I want to do. I'm actually going to riff off of the way I play Fantasy Grounds, which is it has uh, the one thing that Fantasy Grounds does that I wish I could do in real life is they have a dice tower in which mm. someone can roll their die for a secret yeah. check in the dice tower and it just shows me the result. That is cool. Mm. So because this feels important, Jane, here's what I want you to do. Okay. You've got a plus seven, right? Uh-huh. I want you roll to roll this screen. behind my screen. Oh, so like I come over to you no, and No, just it? drop it over the top. Oh, you God. Because yeah. you can't see the results. Just throw it at him. Yeah. All right, here he you go. For Casino style. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I've got the result. I'm going to hand you the die back so you have no idea what you rolled. It was uh, 17 when he handed it back to me. I'm just saying, if it's lower than that, he's a liar. So it was a 7 right next to the old 17 there. Ooh. All right, so Jane. I have a plus 7 on stealth. You start going up this ladder, and I'm applying a pretty hefty penalty. I'm applying what I call the rope ladder penalty. Oh, dear. Pretty standard, the rope ladder penalty. Yeah, it's a, you this know is what? the way I see it. Actually, another good band name. Here's the thing. Even if company is cave juice. (laughs) Even if this is a fail, I think in Ari's mind it's like, well, either I sneak up there and I get the bandit, or I create a great distraction for Lucky to get the bandit. So here's what we're gonna do. I would also like to see if I can perception 
hear the sound of the rope if she makes a <laughs> So what we're going to do is, Jane, you make it up to the top of the ladder, and we're going to enter initiative. Woohoo! Oh, and so you're going to get to use that roll that you just rolled for stealth as your initiative. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for me? Oh, Snap. What was the roll? We Natural 20. Which is a critical initiative. Crit and Nish. All right, so we've got Jane's initiative. <laughs> yeah, you do. And uh, let's get some other ones. So Jane, natural 20 is going to put you at 27, I believe, for stealth, Ooh. based on what you told me. Uh-huh. Everyone, yeah. you're rolling stealth for initiative. I'm sorry. That's, right. That's what, what you were doing. Can I do the follow the expert ads or? Nope. Not on initiative. Poop. <laughs> Poop. Poop. Are you going after me? That's all I need to know. Uh, <laughs> what'd you get? Probably 27. Damn. Hey, Early we're tied. 18 plus nine. All right, so you as players get to decide who acts first. We'll come to that in a second. Uh, Nico, would you pull? Five. Five? They just pointed at each other. <laughs> Arthur, what'd, what'd you get? Uh, a five. You're going to have to die roll if that's the only way. So wait, 27, 27. So I was going to say Lucky shoots him and then Ari runs up and yeah. throw him off his game. I was thinking like you get up there and, and if you don't finish him off, then I can maybe. Well, here's what I'm thinking. It's going to be harder for you to hit him yeah. if I knock him prone, which is what I kind of have to do to that's get true. the panache. That's so true. you should shoot first, then I'll knock him prone and then hopefully just kill him. Okay. But there's a part of me that is like so excited as a game master to hear all of you approaching this in such a Pathfinder way of like, mm-hmm. how do we layer this fucking shit? But there's going to be that minus four if I if I knock just, him prone. I think uh, I just actually, wants the, uh, the actually. kill so she can go <laughs> up Get the on list. the kill right. count. <laughs> stabby, stabby, stabby. All right. Well, um, I also, a... I would just like to say that I just made a rules argument which I feel pretty proud of. You did have that, like, a look at me look (laughs) on your face. (laughs) I know Pathfinder stuff. Yes! Oh, man. I thought if you argued for a patch, you don't get one. Shane didn't argue for a patch. She argued for a rule, which is better than a patch. That's a triangle. That is a little... No, it's a little... It's a little dragon. Drag it on a little triangle. Oh, nice. Amazing. So, uh, I want to keep this one. I got that one, I think, at a international scout jamboree from, like, some of the British scouts, I think. This literally yeah. looks like a or tapestry maybe, in the cloisters, and I love it. Or maybe I got it off of a Kickstarter for a book of dragon illustrations. It's one of those two things. The third uh, Jay Zachary Pike book just came out. Dude, I, I saw. Yeah. I'm so stoked. I still didn't read the second one, but we'll talk so about it another good. time. All right. So do you want to you wanna get up at this? Jared? Yeah, what was everyone else's niche? Sorry, I missed it. Oh. Five and five. We are five way five down, down there. there. It's up to you first. and me, Lucky. No. Yep, sure is. You, you two can decide when it gets to your turn mm. what, how you're going to act. Because okay. you're technically on the same initiative step, which is cool. It gives some player agency. The and entire I'm, bandit camp will act before we get to. Yeah. Well, Not we true. We okay. We're just sitting back here like, wonder when things are going to... Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a bandit like, oh, yeah. oh God, I've been stabbed. I've been stabbed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, we got to go. Do we, do we see any more bandits or just this one? Remember, you, you saw a little bit of firelight somewhere to the east. Okay. And when uh, <laughs> when it gets to Jane's turn, I do have a little bit of information to share. Run. All right, so... All right, I'm taking a shot. Yep, so here's here's what I'm saying. This fucker is flat-footed to you. Everybody. And... They do have they, they do have cover because you're shooting up at a blind and like unless you're really far out, but they're flat footed, so their go- their AC is gonna come out in the wash. They are flat footed for effects. 
Okay, sounds good. Let's go. Taking a shot. Oh, dang. <gasps> what? Nat 20. Oh! oh, God, is this the right button? Critical hit. Yeah. Nice. Hell. Just what a start. Yes. We're up here, like, strike teaming we this sure bandit. Are. All right. So roll uh, for some damage because I've card. left my critical cards. Card, you better go get them right now. <laughs> Tread, run. They're on the desk. In the, okay. No, wait. Uh, oh, no, there's so much stuff in there. I folded all the He's laundry. Oh, good. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> no one cares about the laundry. Wait, it may not be a matter how much damage. It may not matter. Uh, they're in the cubby closest to the screen on the left. I did. <laughs> Hold on, I got to wait for Trent now. No, don't worry about it. Just go. I did. 22 points of damage. Oh, yeah, it super doesn't Trent, matter. Trent, he's dead. He's dead. It's fine. I he just got cut in half with an arrow. <laughs> I rolled a d6 for my yeah, for short bow, oh. a d6 for my sneak attack. <laughs> oh, and God. Got, so it was 46 total. Yeah. I rolled six, 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 four. You the devil. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, are you saying because it's dark that this bandit can't oh, see him? Shit. Oh, do I have to roll a flat check? Oh, no. Now. Sorry. Son of Can a bitch. That's a patch on a flat terrible check. time to, to make shots. <laughs> yes. You need a five or higher. 14. You're okay. fine. We're uh, fine. They take <laughs> he can't see him. <laughs> because I'm particularly familiar with this after essentially airing a correction, they are dead to massive damage. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Chase. <laughs> Yeah, so they just, their head just explodes, scanner style, just, and they, the body slumps to the ground in front of you, Jane. And Ari's like, oh, God. And you see (laughs) in its left hand, it rolls out of it a odd-shaped rock with runes engraved on the different faces of it. It's a messaging stone. Ah, frick. Can Ari do a, like, can I identify that somehow? Jane, you can try to identify it on your turn. Okay. Because it's still Lucky's turn with two more actions. You just Uh, make this guy's head explode? Yeah, I I believe explicitly what I said was scanner style. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I was thinking more like, you know, it's an upward angle, so I was thinking, like, maybe he, like, looked over the edge and I got him. I'm, like, leaning away from the (laughs) mic. Got him, like, up through the bottom of the (laughs) jaw. Hits in the stone Ari's gonna look at Lucky and be head. like, "Oh my god!" I just like throw my hands. <laughs> oh wait, wait! I gotta add that to the kill tracker. <laughs> yeah, baby. But you didn't see it. Oh, I'm adding it to the kill. It's, it's tracker. like it's like the blades in the he dark pool. If if no one's aware of your heist, you can't gain reputation. <laughs> right, right. Uh oh. Okay, go on. Oh no. I made a mistake on this. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. Um, keep talking amongst yourselves. You're gonna have to listen to all the episodes again. <laughs> For the first time. Lucky's going to do a <laughs> seek action. He's just going to look to see if anyone looks alerted. Okay, so this is, your perception bonus is a plus what? Seven. That's a secret check. All right, you look around, you don't, no one seems to have heard anything. You don't see any motion. You hear the river, which is a little bit of noise. So that's helpful. And it's evening, so you've got like, you know, evening bug sounds, crickets and whatnot. Okay. Then okay. I'll, you've got uh, an action left. I'll rehide. Ooh, okay. Could be a thunderstone too. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jane. I, it's uh, it's your turn. You well, it? I, I lost the kill tracker. I'm gonna have to restart it. <gasps> oh no! Whoever's been listening, to keep I was, track. I was ahead. Ari's in charge. Email Trent. Yep. Ryan, looking at you. He brought the, He was like, "I love that Trent keeps a kill tracker. It's my favorite thing." <laughs> <gasps> well, I'm gonna have to restart it. New character, new tracker. 
Well, and I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to listen back to the whole thing. Didn't whole we say something like that? Of like, oh, by the way, here's Biff's journal of all of the kills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which he was right updating there. through his bleeding out to death. Yes. Aww. All right, uh, Ari, it's your turn. Okay, I'm gonna try to identify this little stone. All right, so this is gonna be another secret check. Okay. What's uh? Do you have any? Do you have craft? Yes. What's your craft bonus? Oh, Plus nice. two. Okay. I forgot we all took craft because none of us took it last it time. Last time, yeah. <laughs> performance. Everybody took a little performance, um, probably. It does appear to be some sort of alchemical item, and you can't piece it all together. But it looks like it has something to do with maybe uh, like a compression or like acoustic stuff. I'm gonna take it. Okay. <laughs> all right. So you pick it up. Boom. You've got two actions. Le- uh, I'm gonna call it two actions. One to like look at it. One to pick it up. It's okay. an interact action. You got one action left. You're up on this blind. I guess I can take away that bandit's miniature. What do you do for your third action? I would like to perceive if there's any bandits around. All right. And what's your perceive bonus? Six. Yeah, you don't see any. Okay. All right. Uh, that's your turn. Now it's some other things' turns. Okay. Oh, great. Do, 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 Fun. Do, Fantastic. Do, 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 do. A salamander runs away. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I killed father. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sad. <laughs> All right, uh, Nico and Arthur, it's your turns. You haven't heard or seen yeah, anything. Yeah, we haven't heard anything, um, but we know they got uh, closer. Presumably. <laughs> um, I think Arthur would clunk up another, like, I'll, I'll use two actions, go 50 feet up. All right, that's going to put you right at the bottom left corner of the map. Jane, would you be so kind? It's directly behind your laptop, right where it's super inconvenient yeah, to reach. You can't see it. Uh, yeah. And so, Trent, you're going to clunk up to the bottom Actually, left corner. Actually, at half corner. speed, that would probably be all three of my actions to get up there. Okay, so you'll you'll sneak up horribly yeah. to there. <coughs> all right, Our, uh, Nico, what about you? What are you doing? I'm a, If he's moving, I kind of move with him. Okay. Um, when I get to him where he is, yep. I would like... Jason wants to eventually get in one of those blinds, so how close do I have to be to see that it's there? Um, At this point, you're not actively looking for it. I think you... Okay. I think if you were within 20 feet, you'll okay. notice it. So Ari's yeah, you get up. Standing on top of one, does that help him see? One? Well, she's no, on top of this one. That one's stealthy. only 15 feet away, so... Okay. Okay. Next that, round, I can climb it or whatever. That's the only... He did say there was two blinds, one on the west side of their encampment, one on the east side. Oh, so that one and this one, not... Yeah, you, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a wagon. Believe, that's a wagon. Either so way, it's something to stand on. Yeah. So they can't see Ari. You can't see anyone, so you don't know if anyone can see you. But Nikolai and Arthur can't see oh, Ari. Oh, correct. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, unless you turn on your head. I was going to say, I'm like considering being like, oh, and then turn off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you done with your turn, Nikolai? I'd say, you know, you stealth up, so... Did you like stealth up as well just because you're not being loud or did you just walk up? I would say he's confident in the woods and on the terrain, so he walks. So you've got an extra action if you want to go ahead and I'm gonna use try it. to try to get up on that wagon. So no problem. You just walk up and There's you... not like it's not like laden with explosives, right? There's some stuff in the back of it, but it's in like some sacks and a couple of small boxes. So no. You don't think so. Alright, I'm taking your word for it. Alright. So Jane, uh Nikolai you place me in that you. wagon. You climb up to the wagon behind the vert. All right, there's some other things, turns. Uh, we're going to stay in combat time just for now because I feel like it's tense. Lucky, it's uh, it's your turn. You're down at the bottom of the blind. You see, an, like I said, you know, saw some sort of fire off to the east. Yeah, like he's just going to creep towards the river. Okay. Um, 
and so, stealth. So moving, moving real slow. I so, fucking love this, by the way. That we're all like take like we're all like inching closer. Yeah, I kind of pictured when when I killed the bandit that uh, Ari was like at the top of the blind and like caught the, caught body, the body before it yeah. hit the ground. Like, yeah, assassin like, creed shit. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking some like yeah, I don't know zero dark thirty yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I was all right, so that'll be what forty. Let me round down thirty-five feet of movement stealth, and the river will be difficult terrain. So you, those will each cost an additional five feet to get across the river the at the crossing. So, so you make it to the edge of the river. All right, you've still got two actions left then. Oh, okay. Or one action one left. Action. You make it to the, edge of the river. And I'll just do another seek or perception. All right, uh, you can go ahead and roll it for me. Uh, eleven. You're able to pick out the flames. It's you can't hear a lot. The river is not loud, but loud enough where maybe you hear some voices occasionally. But it seems like it's to the east, um, a, a decent amount. Uh, okay. Twenty, forty, six, maybe eighty, a hundred feet to the east. You can pick out some light moving and flickering. Okay, sounds good. Ari, your turn. What's the stealthiest way for Ari to get down? The ladder. Jump. Yeah, I was gonna say, would jumping be quieter or louder? Louder, for sure. Okay. I mean, look, the rope ladder is loud if you're right next to it. You made a really big deal about how loud the rope ladder was. It's it's <laughs> loud if you're near it, but it is quieter than a body hitting the ground from a twenty foot fall. Ari pulls out her slide and connects it and slides down the uh, okay. side. No, she's gonna go down the rope ladder. Now, are you using stealth? Or are you just gonna say like? Oh, it's stealthing down fine. the rope ladder. All right, so twenty feet of movement. That'll be the maj- that'll be half two of your movements basically to make it down to the get ladder. Down the ladder. <gasps> yep. Okay. And then great. you can move ten feet after that. And I'm just gonna follow Lucky. All right, so you move ten feet to the east. Um, still a, a whole lot of nothing going on there. All right, Arthur, it's your turn. Uh, you're still not seeing either of these folks. Yeah. Because um, they stealthy. Actually, Arthur, as you get a little closer. You think you might see Lucky at the river's edge, the crick oh, edge. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. The uh, crickage. <laughs> he's going to continue to try and stealth, and he'll go up another, <laughs> like, 50 feet. And you have a, without following the expert, what is your, um... Oh, it's, I'm a zero. Okay. No, you're a So hero, you'll move bro. a total <laughs> of, you'll move a total of, I think, 20, 25 feet for all three of your actions stealthing. Yeah. So you'll, because you're slower in your armor. Right. Oh, no, wait, oh, no I'm 25 feet is my speed. Oh, okay. So yeah, you can move 40 feet up. Yeah. All right. So you'll, and sure enough, uh, Lucky and uh, <laughs> and Ari and Nico, you're all like, oh. Clunk, 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 clunk. Look, it's not horrible. <laughs> it's just not great. Yeah, yeah. All right. Nikolai, it's your turn. Can I see from, you know, the 10 feet or 5 feet I'm standing up higher? Like, can I see into the camp any better? From there, you're able to, uh, you can make a you can make a seek check to get a little bit more. But you, you see a little bit of flickering light over the east, but you don't. Okay. I'm not going to make a perception check. Okay. I'm just, so what I'll do is the fact that I can probably see the river and no one's yep. in between me and them. Yep. I'll start to make my way just to the other side of the river. I'll try to cross it. Do you want to start stealthing at any point in that movement? I want to scout. No, you're, we're still in combat time. Oh, okay, that's right. Do you want to stealth at any part of, or encounter time? Do you want to stealth at any point during the movement, like just for the end, or...? I would say once I get across the river. Okay. All right, so that'll be your movement. The river will cost an extra five feet. Actually, if you cross at the crossing on the road, no penalty to movement okay. there. So that's you should fine. be able to make it to there wanna... and then stealth up to that giant log at the yeah. end. All and right. I'll kind of kneel behind it. 
And your bonus to stealth isn't great without mm -hmm. following the expert. No, it's one. That's fine. I've got you. You make it up there. You can start to hear voices. Okay. And see a little bit of, like, campfire light to the east. You're maybe now 60 feet away from it, give or take. Can I tell if they are, like, preparing for intruders? What I'll say is or it sounds around? boisterous. Yeah. But you hear at least five or six voices. Okay. But I think in order to find out how many it actually is, you're going to have to tune in next week. Oh, oh. Actually, of course. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.